Hello and welcome to the West Meeting Room. I'm Saba, one of your hosts for today's episode, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Sabrina. This week, we have a very special episode in store for you. Joining us virtually in the West Meeting Room today are University of Toronto students, Tegwende, Destiny, and Felicia. We're going to be discussing some of the challenges that we're experiencing as university students, navigating online learning, grappling with the uncertainty of the pandemic, the fight for racial justice, self-care and community care during this time, and other intersections of emotions and experiences. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The West Meeting Room. Let's get started. I'm Saba, and uh, I finished my second year of study. I'm a bit of a nomad in that I, I've kind of jumped between different programs um, throughout the past few years. Uh, and right now, I just recently transferred into architectural studies, so I'm in the Daniels faculty now. I haven't actually started any of my courses in the faculty, so I don't know if I can officially say I'm an architectural studies student, but in the fall, um, I'm going to be getting started with those courses. I live off campus and I'm I'm based in Richmond Hill, which is just outside of Toronto for folks who aren't familiar with the GTA. And I was a commuter student before COVID. And uh, I'm very excited to be talking to all of you today. My name is Sabrina. I am the co-host to this episode and to many of the episodes um, on our podcast. I'm currently living off campus, but in the city of Toronto. So I've lived on campus for a good couple of years before I moved off. I study French, philosophy, and political science. And I think that that is what we're sticking with until graduation, thankfully, because it's been many years of changing things and not knowing what I want to do. Over the summer, I'm taking a couple of French language courses to get those credits and also one philosophy course. And outside of my studies, I'm engaged in a lot of committees around campus and also working this job and a few other jobs. And that's pretty much me, at least as related to U of T. Okay, I'll go next. <laughs> um, my name's Teg Wendy. I studied two majors, neuroscience and French and a minor in biology. I'm in my fourth slash final year slash also graduated. <laughs> Convocation was last week. I am taking two online courses right now, though, unrelated to my degree. Um, I am a UCSC student, so I was a commuter student, and I'm currently living off campus in Durham Region. And in terms of things that I was involved with at U of T, I was on the varsity cheer team at St. George. At Scarborough campus, I was a part of the um, Future Black Physicians Club for a few years, um, and I finished by leading that club. And I was also part of the Imani Academic Mentorship Program, which helps to mentor and tutor Black students in the um, surrounding East Scarborough area, middle and high schools. My name is Destiny. I just finished my third year in criminology, literature studies, and equity studies. Definitely think that I found my niche now. I was, before COVID, commuting from Vaughan, which is fairly close to Richmond Hill, but I moved back home to Waterloo. And outside of school, I'm also on the cheer team. Um, I'm part of the Vic Ready program, and I volunteer with the community center for partnerships this term and last term. My name is Felicia. I am going into my fourth year at U of T, doing a double major in environmental science and microbiology. 
And as for things I'm involved with, like outside of my studies, I have been working at a plant genetics lab for the past year, and I'm still working with them this summer. And I'm also on the Heart House Farm Committee. Last year, I was part of the Environmental Students Union. Amazing. Thank you, everybody, for introducing yourselves. I'm so excited, personally, to be able to talk to all of you and connect. Something that's definitely been lacking in my life recently, being able to connect with students. I think the main uh, source of connection I have is with the podcast. Um, And I don't know if everyone else feels the same way, but um, I have definitely been struggling with uh, online learning. Um, I think it It was a very abrupt kind of transition, especially back in March when it first kind of quarantine first started. So I would love to hear from all of you about your experience. What was it like transitioning into online learning in March? What were some concerns and challenges that you experienced? Were there any uplifting moments and experiences for you throughout this transition? Um, When we made the initial switch in March, I think that my mindset was still in overdrive for school. So I was really good for the first couple of weeks. I was working out like twice a week, kind of staying on top of my course load. And I guess just the effects of being inside all the time um, slowly started to hit me. By the end of that semester, it was just the wake up, do as much studying as I can before I fall back into the habit of basically doing nothing. So that was really rough, but just seeing like exams as that finish line, I think is what got me through. I definitely wasn't working out or doing anything else except for studying by the end of that semester though. I don't know. I feel like I kind of, yeah, I definitely had a bit of an opposite experience. Like right when it hit, I was already starting to get a bit tired of like, you know, the school year. And so I definitely saw it as a a bit of a break because I was like, oh, hey, like nothing's really due right now. They're extending all of the deadlines. Some of my final exams kind of got canceled and they just redistributed the the weights of like previous assignments. And so I kind of just really checked out so fast of the school year and did not (laughs) um, become a very good student, which is yeah, maybe not so good. But yeah, I don't think I transitioned very well from the initial hit to online learning. But yeah, I, I think it would be interesting, I guess, to see how it, it goes like for the for the fall and how like I'll be able to adapt to that. But initially it was um yeah, I don't know, it wasn't so good for me. I don't I don't think I learned all that much in the past few weeks of the semester. Um and I did not study very much for the, the few exams that I had. It, it it turned out fine in the end, but yeah, maybe not my finest semester as a student. Yeah, I was going to say, I agree with you, Felicia. I saw the news that they were going to allow you to credit, no credit, even degree requirement. And then I basically turned into that SpongeBob meme. And that's like, I, I'm going to head out. I'm going to assume you guys are laughing, even though you're muted. Anyway, um, there were some courses that I was not very fond of and I didn't want to put the effort in for. And then I was able to credit, no credit it. And that was great. So I do agree. I don't know how much I learned. I feel like I was just coasting at that point and trying to get that last little bit of assignment, like those little bits of assignments in just so that I could say I did it. And, you know, you get the 50 just for handing it in. And then otherwise, I was just waiting for the semester to be over more or less. So I definitely agree. I had a really hard transition to online learning just partially because I it just not well with tech I just can't do it um but also a lot of my teachers were really confused about where they were going to go with the course there was a lot of waiting to get feedback on what we all voted on or what system we were going to use because they all use different ones like I've used zoom I've used microsoft teams I've used bb collaborate so it was just a lot of confusion because no one really knew what they were going to do and 
coming from spending like every week having booked out a study room and really focusing on like in-person learning having to switch to online where nothing was really for sure it was kind of just a weird transition not my favorite thing probably wouldn't do it again but if I have to I might I just wanted to say um Felicia's point on her props canceling some exams and things and postponing other deadlines that definitely helped with one or two of my courses but the majority of my props did not skip a beat in keeping things up and I still had midterms during that time before even final exams came around so I think that's what kind of kept me in that headspace. I feel like the university should have done more to create a moratorium or a kind of grace period for assignments and even courses after the transition. They were kind of like, courses starting Monday are going to be online and that's that. But that was also the same time or around the same time when it got bad enough for the health department to say that people in certain groups couldn't congregate in one space so that was also when residences kind of flipped the coin and then they were saying oh you all need to move out yesterday you all need to get out of the residences and there is actually quite a large population of students who live on residence on campus and i thought that it was kind of annoying for lack of a better word that the school didn't do more to mandate profs to give extensions and give grace periods for assignments as students were not only trying to figure out what was going on globally but a lot were figuring out housing and literally how to fly countries and booking flights and I know there were a lot of classes that were synchronous so you had to go online at the same time that you usually had class. And I know within those first couple of weeks, I personally had a lot of peers who were booking flights and trying to get their parents to drive down and just navigate all that stuff. And their profs weren't recording lectures and posting it to see on your own time or weren't just allowing options for it to be more easily asynchronous and I just thought that was not very nice and not very helpful because people I think sometimes some profs thought that because we weren't going to class we just had so much extra time because we weren't commuting and not really realizing that people were trying to figure out housing and pay for transportation and get their stuff stored and there was just a lot of logistics and I think there should have been more compassion and community care which is a topic we'll address later on that response. Yeah, I definitely feel like I was really privileged because my teachers kind of asked us what we wanted to do. They're like, do you guys want to do this exam? Do you want an assignment instead? Do you want to just forego everything? So that was just really helpful. But I also think, you know, when the university is making such a big decision that impacts people in so many different ways, they also need to keep in mind that we have friends at other schools. So we're seeing how other schools are responding to it too. I have friends whose residents told them like, oh, you have till the end of the month to move out. And then the next day we're literally like, okay, you have to move out and we're not refunding you or like other schools that were just very proactive about it so I definitely feel like they need to keep in mind that we can see other responses and we're going to judge them maybe harshly maybe not on how they respond in comparison to other schools around us too Yeah, I think the word of the year is going to be unprecedented because suddenly you got all of these emails and like communications and memos that are like during these unprecedented times. And I think that it does kind of come with a lot of understanding and compassion that instructors, university admins, students were all kind of navigating very uncertain terrain. But that definitely, I think, something that came up when I was talking to peers um, or even with the team, the podcasting team, it was just the mixed signals that we were getting instructors who weren't being very accommodating but at the same time you had instructors who were doing the most (laughs) trying to um, make it as easy as possible for their students to transition so it was just I don't know I think looking back 
I can I can see why there was a lot of frustration and a lot of kind of upset on the part of students when it came to the the online learning transition. But I don't know if everybody is taking summer courses. But if you are, uh, it means that you chose to to do the online learning thing even during these uncertain times. So how how has your relationship with online learning evolved over the past few months? Do you find that the professors now are equipped and are making the lectures accessible? And is the process a little different for you now? Or is it are you still facing the same challenges or different set of challenges? I'm taking two each semester. I'm currently in statistics and inequality and criminal justice. I found that my teachers are definitely more consistent and confident in what they are doing, um, which has helped because it's, it's less uncertain. So it's easier to kind of organize myself around how the course is structured. But I definitely still think there are some things to work out. I do think that teachers believe that just because they have like a Zoom office hour that it's the same as like seeing a person face to face, but there's definitely some limitations. And it's definitely a lot faster, which like most summer courses are because they're in such a short time. But that in conjunction with online learning is just kind of insane. And I don't know what I expected, but it's definitely really fast paced and a lot more difficult than it was to get into. But I'm sure that like while sticking through it, I'll develop better skills to navigate online learning in the future. At least that's what I'm hoping for. I agree with that in a sense that the profs definitely seem more organized um, and also kind of more empathetic with our situations as well. Uh, compared to my profs during the March semester, again, a lot of things were up to vote, but for some of them, it wasn't a, oh, let's cancel this so that, you know, you're not as stressed. It was a, we're just going to shift the weights around, but you're still going to take all the assessments. So these courses being made specifically to cater to us and online learning has been very helpful. And I also don't find them as stressful as they could have been because my two courses are lower level um, English courses, a first and second year one. And especially for my first year one, the prof said that during a normal semester, they would have read multiple novels. But for the online one, because she knows things are kind of rough, we're covering a short story and a couple of other texts. Uh, so that's been very helpful. My other course is still throwing books at us and I'm doing my best to keep up. But I would agree that I guess just having everything laid out for me, how it's going to be at the very beginning instead of them kind of making it up as we go along has been very helpful. And in terms of synchronous versus asynchronous portions, at the beginning of the semester, I think I really appreciated the asynchronous parts um, and being able to do it when I wanted, how I wanted, et cetera. But as time went on, like I feel like I blinked and the semester kind of ended because both of these courses are um, only for the fall semester of the summer and I'm like oh wow there's only a couple of weeks left it still feels like I have you know at least a month so I guess just as time went on I started to kind of lose track of those asynchronous courses and instead of doing them like at the beginning of the week it started getting closer and closer to the last minute um so those synchronous portions which only the only one of my out of the two courses have the synchronous portion has helped me to kind of force myself to stay on track so now after doing that synchronous portion I'll usually try to just do the asynchronous portions of both courses if I haven't done them yet. So yeah, it's still kind of been a learning curve for keeping myself accountable um, during these times. 
adding these courses to my load, despite my experiences with online learning during the March, the reason I did it, I guess, is because I did have things that I needed to do, like applications and things for the next steps of my life. So I just figured that I was one of those people who needed to be busy to be productive. So on top of that, like I also have a work study right now and like there's other things going on and it can feel overwhelming at times, but I'd rather have things to feel overwhelmed about while feeling overwhelmed than have nothing going on and still feel overwhelmed because that was what was happening when I wasn't taking these courses. For me, taking summer courses, I was kind of weary about them being online and I was considering not taking them because they're online, but I figured now is as good of a time as ever to test out the format and see how it would be to be in a course the whole way through online to help inform how the school year is going to go because you take less courses in the summer and I wanted to get some degree requirements and like take one also said, um, I'm doing work study and you have to study to work. Um, it's in the name. So all those reasons contributed to taking courses for me in the summer. Wrapping up this first subsection, I liked it a lot. Actually, to be honest, I would say that this has been the least stressful quasi semester that I've had in I mean I'm going into my fourth year so three and a half years three and a quarter years so I really enjoy the asynchronous format and being able to set my own schedule with courses and also knowing that if I have to miss a lecture um, that it's going to be recorded and that it's going to be there for me to access later on I think it's been helping me retain information because I'm not in that weird conundrum where I'm trying to take notes so I can remember everything that was said, but as I'm taking notes, I can't write the notes and process what's being said at the same time. And then it's just difficult. I can just sit and listen to the lecture and then take notes later or don't necessarily need to take notes because I can just re-access the lecture. And I think the biggest thing for me is I end up missing a lot of class. I personally am a student with accessibility accommodations. I have like my own life stuff going on and health stuff going on. So I end up missing a lot of class for that and not having recordings and things like that was that, you know, if your class is Tuesday, Thursday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and that lecture happens that Tuesday from 2 to 4 p.m. And if I miss it, even if you get notes or you go back and talk to the prof, you're still missing important information and it would always stress me out trying to do assignments or trying to move forward. If you think of class as building blocks, I was missing that one building block that I couldn't get back to keep building the structure that is continuing through class if we're going with that metaphor. And I think that worry on top of my other worries kind of went away with the online format, which I really enjoyed. That being said, there were still some hiccups. I think a unique challenge that instructors need to be more aware of with online is I'm finding that we tend to go over time or instructors want to like provide an assessment like a quiz or a test but they want to have it open from say 7 a.m to midnight on the day that we would have class but then still have class in like the allotted three hours that we or two hours that we would have class that's not how this works because if we were in person you would have to use the class time to administer the test so really you're doubling our time that day or I would be in tutorials and courses where the TA or the prof would go over like 15-20 minutes even a half hour which I think would be less it's less common in person because there's usually another class waiting to use the room so you can't just go over 30 minutes because another prof is gonna be like I need to do my job so I think those are things to be mindful of is just respecting everyone's time and respecting students time and understanding that we don't have all the time in the world to just do a million assessments or to sit an extra 20 minutes in your lecture but otherwise I've had a really good experience with online so far and getting my assignments done in time 
at first I was really excited because I spent a huge chunk of my day just in transit. My commute time would be like an hour and a half to two hours one way and then back. And so sometimes I would only have one lecture just because of the way the scheduling would work. And so like a two hour lecture, I would make I would spend four hours in commuting. And so at first when everything went online, I was kind of excited to at the prospect of just spending more time actually studying or doing other things that I need to get done and just not commuting. But to be honest, I'm at this point now in my journey where I just, I really miss commuting. I don't know if any other commuters, I don't know, Destiny, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I really miss commuting. <laughs> and I really miss the social interaction that just came with commuting. And yeah, I think something that I did struggle with in the beginning was just, it felt really surreal. Um, I am the kind of person who studies at coffee shops or libraries, and that's where I can really, really focus. And suddenly I had to do all of my studying at home and become kind of acclimated to a new setting. Like I usually was very good at separating home and school and work and creating these different spheres in my life. Suddenly they were all merging together and it was hard to find a new routine that worked well for me, that I was productive and also was mindful of my needs in terms of emotional or mental needs to take space and to feel safe. I would love to hear from you all uh, about your experience, kind of finding an environment a space that you could study in. Do you have a designated space where you study or do you kind of just go from the living room to the bedroom to the dining room and just in between to find a space to study? I feel like I'm definitely in the same boat because obviously commuting from Vaughn is the same like one and a half hours or two hours and I complained about that all semester and then when I went back home to Waterloo I was like yeah I kind of miss going in to school and like sitting during the semester, I definitely feel like I was becoming one with Graham Library, like I was there 24-7 or Roberts. But um, right now, I have a home office set up because my mom also works from home. So we have our desk, printer, internet set up. So it's a very convenient office space. But at the same time, I like the option of kind of like getting out of my home space and going somewhere else just to put myself in a different mindset. It's really easy to like convince myself I should be doing other things when I'm at home but when you go somewhere with the mindset of studying you kind of push through it a lot more at least in my experience so although I have a great office set up I am looking forward to when libraries open up uh yeah actually so um in in March I was living in a different apartment um and there I was like lucky enough to have my well, my desk didn't fit in my bedroom, so I had it out in, like, kind of, like, the living room with one of my other roommates, and so that was, like, honestly, the one thing that kind of actually got me to do work was that we would set study hours where we, like, we would, like, sit down and be, like, okay, like, Jess, like, <laughs> we're studying, like, we can't do anything else for, like, two hours, like, we have to, like, actually do our work now, so that was, like, really helpful for me to be able to separate, like, you know, or create a space within my apartment for getting, like, schoolwork done, and then after that, you know, we'd, like, just like, watch movies for the rest of the day. Definitely, like being able to create a space that's like solely for like schoolwork or like work was super helpful and like I think probably one of the only things that actually got me to finally finish like my stuff for the semester. Unlike the rest of you I failed miserably in creating a home office space for myself. I'm definitely kind of the type that Sava explained at the beginning like moving from the living room to the stairs like literally anywhere in the house you can catch me doing work. I think during the school year, I was definitely a leave the house 
to study kind of person, whether it was Starbucks, the school library, the school, like other study spaces, the local library, a park, like literally anywhere but here. And that was definitely how I pushed myself to study. Like I could sleep for four hours and just the act of getting out of the house, it's like, well, I left for a reason. I have no choice but to study. But now at home, I've definitely been sleeping a lot more, like getting that full eight hours. Like I can't pull myself out of bed if I don't sleep properly anymore. And then in terms of getting that work done, like I have a desk and the printer and the study space is there. Just sitting in it doesn't force me to study. I guess I I mostly just kind of set timers for myself when I am in the zone, whether that's on the couch, on my bed, in the living room, in front of a TV, in the kitchen, on the staircase, literally anywhere. Yeah, I set timers for myself and then I'll reward myself with like thing activities that I like to do whether that's Netflix going outside for a walk or baking reading a book anything along those lines just to kind of not really trick myself into studying because I definitely feel the weight of forcing myself to study when I don't want to but in trying to get myself to move along otherwise I kind of fall in the pattern of sitting somewhere with my laptop in front of me all day long and not doing anything but also not doing anything else because I was supposed to be studying during that time which kind of sucks sometimes but I've been I've been getting better I think I also agree with you, Teg. I kind of work where I feel like working. I feel like for me, I've made it work and I get things done. But because I do so much stuff on campus and in my life, it has been really interesting to have all of those activities kind of condensed into one space. Getting out of last semester, like the semester in March where we just immediately transitioned to the online was really, it was like a whirlwind and I was just trying to focus on classes and like make it through that. But in the period between and even like the couple of weeks starting into the summer semester, I feel like I had a really similar situation where I had a routine, like I woke up, we I worked out at a certain time, we cooked at a certain time, we ate at a certain time. It was really nice. And then the slump kind of started setting in and the novelty of being at home did wear off. I enjoy the freedom that the asynchronous courses has brought and I think it's a really good thing for overall accessibility but everything else is much harder trying to figure out where is the work the place and the time to work actual compensated work and then where's the place and time to study and then you have to exercise at home and then you have to use your house as it's in or at least how I intend to use my apartment which is a sanctuary away from my life but my entire life is also in the apartment so that has been really interesting it's less so the struggle of figuring out where to study specifically but more so the general issue of where do I put this condensed version of my entire life within these four walls that has been interesting and difficult definitely I'm not working out on a schedule anymore and not worked out for weeks and even working like actual remunerated work gets difficult at times because it's hard it's hard to differentiate between like schoolwork and then work work and then I just want to relax after an hour of either I miss going out and being able to designate exercise time like at the gym Destiny earlier was talking about going to libraries with friends and like I would go to the library with her and a couple of our other teammates very often and I miss that like I miss just hanging out with people Saba we do we've been doing online meetings for a while I miss hanging out with my coworkers. I miss being around other people that I enjoy being around yeah I'm definitely in the same boat where like I miss having time with other people but the separation of space has been 
really weird because like we have a home gym so obviously i could work out in the gym but like i don't want to like i really miss my pilates instructor i hope she's doing well i miss this woman so much but also like because my whole family lives here sometimes i'll want to use the gym but my stepdad's using the gym or it's like when we're in the office space, my little brother can't come and like do arts and crafts down here because we're working. But like at the same time, it's also partially his space because his toys and stuff are down here. So that separation of space has also just been kind of difficult to separate amongst my housemates, especially because my mom and I work right beside each other. Like sometimes she's having a really loud phone call and like I can't really focus on my lecture. So there's definitely been difficulties trying to mesh everyone's different lives now that we're all home at the same time, which wasn't a problem before. But I'm also working from home. So when I'm done school, I also have to stay in the office and work. So I feel like I'm constantly down here. And it's been weird. It's been like very different. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way, but something that I've been grappling with, I thought it would just be this temporary like phase, you know, right in the beginning of quarantine where it kind of felt like I was in limbo, like I didn't really have a full grasp of reality and what was happening. But I noticed that I still feel the same way even months after. Um, And even after having settled into a new routine, um, I still feel like this is so surreal. Like there's so much happening uh, outside of me, but inside, like I'm just kind of lost and confused and still very uncertain about everything that's happening. Um, So I, I know that this is something that's very universally felt um the idea that like you know especially during the pandemic but before the pandemic there was also so much uncertainty but especially during life during pandemic feels like it's almost amplified to like a whole other level but um how have you all been navigating and grappling with uncertainty we mentioned kind of the uncertainty of like academia like what was happening with our courses and like how we were going to do our exams but just in general uh yeah so uh at first, like when everything was like, you know, starting to happen, I was like obsessively like reading the news, like every single like, you know, notification from the app, like I would like read the full article. And like, I, you know, I was like, really, really like following the news, like very closely. And then it just kind of reached a point when I like, couldn't handle like just seeing the numbers all the time and like, reading all the stories and like all that, all that stuff It just got quite a lot. And so I kind of you know did a full like 180 and just didn't read any news like at all for like a couple weeks and was was just like totally detached from it um other than kind of like seeing stuff like from social media I guess um or like what my roommates were saying um and so yeah I don't know if either of those were like super healthy (laughs) responses to it but yeah now now I'm kind of eased into like you know I'll like keep track of like some of the articles but I am not as much like obsessed with like reading like every single thing anymore and like keeping track of you know like the numbers um and I guess yeah looking more into like the other aspects of like how the community has responded like being part of like the care monitoring TO Facebook group has been honestly really like uplifting to see how people are coming together and helping each other out um and yeah there's I think there's been like a a kind of cool like community response and like community care going on around here so that's been definitely very heartening to see and I'm glad that it like started up um you know after a couple weeks of like the pandemic kind of like getting really serious in Toronto um yeah I at the beginning it was very much like a I don't know how long this is gonna last but I didn't expect it to last 
as long as it has slash will last. Um, so I guess once I started to accept that reality, that uncertainty, I kind of pushed that out of my mind. I was like, this isn't a problem that I can just that I can address on my own. So I think it was kind of the opposite in terms of like, I just stopped re- like I I wasn't reading things from the get go. I was like, it just is what it is. I'll do my part, stay home, social distance, etc. Um, I'll be safe. But aside from that, like it's not really my business. I think that I'm. I've gotten better at acknowledging the state of the world since the beginning of this um, and like bearing that full weight instead of kind of pretending like it's not, not existent. Um, But I think that like on top of the uncertainty that the pandemic brought um, our like current political climate has also kind of been shaking me Um, and the fight for racial injustice and everything and the uncertainty that I guess like we've kind of that I faced my whole life anyway being a black woman um in terms of getting like black lives receiving justice especially concerning like deaths by police um that's not new but it feels a lot heavier due to like the close proximity to recent events and also just the fact that like the world's kind of stopped right now so it's all you really can focus on um so yeah those have been like really big things on my mind but aside from that and i guess it still relates to the pandemic but i have a decent amount of family in the surrounding area um some in like peel region some in durham some like just across the border etc and this is a time that I probably would have been getting to see everyone for graduation and just for the sole reason that it's summertime. Um, So not knowing when I'm going to have like a proper gathering with everyone again has also kind of been weighing on me. Yeah. Oh, and also the last thing I'd probably add is just all the, I feel like at least within like, I think that all students can really attest to this, that like there's kind of, if you're not doing summer courses, that there's still kind of pressure to be doing something with your summer. You know, it's not like elementary and high school anymore where you could just come back and you're like, oh, like I just enjoyed the sun. You know, you're either like volunteering, working, like getting getting experience within your, um, within your field, whatever. And I guess just a lot of those opportunities being closed off because everything's kind of stopped right now has also been stressful, interesting. Yeah, Taylindy, I agree with you. The pandemic, I mean, you hear it a lot. It's being called like a collective or global trauma, which I agree, you know, everything kind of stopped and everything's uncertain and everyone's anxious. And then, um, yeah, a lot of the social justice movements um, and activism going on um, kind of, I mean, not kind of, it did begin very swiftly, obviously, because there was a very tragic catalyst um and i think for me as a black woman as well i felt very called first to like follow everything and engage with everything which was very draining um and then i decided to like intentionally distance myself from the information and give myself designated times to check the news and to pretty much just go on my computer because whether it was COVID stuff or, you know, social justice activism, like I couldn't get away from like really heavy, intense um, subjects. But 
it was it was an interesting juxtaposition because all of our classes are online. So it's not just the idea of our entire life being condensed, or at least my entire life being condensed into my apartment, but it's also managing my entire life being condensed in like onto a screen. Like even talking about like working out, like my workouts have turned into watching people on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's it was hard, you know, not really engaging with my electronics because I was avoiding news that was going to stress me out. But then that's also the only way that I can socialize. So I was getting stressed out not being social. Um, but then also the only time then that I was using my electronics was to go to class or to go to work, which is stressful in and of itself or in its own way. So it, it was um, a lot of stress and uncertainty about, I think for me, like navigating the uncertainty about whether or not we will be able to live in a way where we can like compartmentalize or separate aspects of our lives or if it's always going to be something that's like everything's going to be on a screen now um i do agree with a lot of posts and calls for not wanting to go back to you know normal not wanting to go back to the way things were in regards to work and productivity and like capitalism and the way that um kind of society just or like guiding society um, judges, you know, productivity and worth and, you know, financial output. That's, I don't think that was a healthy way of living. And I think the pandemic and the way that we, as a lot of communities weren't able to kind of keep up was indicative of that. Um, and I think online it is really good. And also just trans transitioning to being more compassionate and accessible and things like that is really important. That being said, like like I've said before, like I just miss leaving and meeting people. And I think that uncertainty of like, when can I connect with my friends again is um, wearing me down. I mean, uh, Des and Teg talked about being, you know, cheerleaders as also on the varsity cheerleading team. And I think for a lot of sports people, um, especially people in, you know, organized team sports, um, it's it's a really stressful time because no one knows when we're going to be back at practice, um, at least for cheer. It's tryout season right now. So I feel like there's a lot going on with different gyms and like how tryouts are working. Um, for me, that was like my main form of working out. I don't like working out in a gym. So I think that also made it difficult for me to work out at home. Like I just go to the gym and work out with my team. So that's, yeah, that's all really stressful for me is the uncertainty surrounding like my social life and my hobbies and not and especially living a social life and a lot of hobbies that involve me being around a lot of people and being outside in buildings or just outside of my apartment is not knowing when I can get that sense of you know extracurricular like hobby um normalcy back I definitely agree with everything that you guys have been saying I feel like for the like pandemic side of things um my family just happened to have, like hear about it really early on so we were really prepared and we didn't have that moment of like panic everything's changing we kind of you know expected the worst but hoped for the best so that was like a little bit easier to manage um, on top of like other things we had going on that was like one of the less stressful things but with the social justice stuff which is not new um it was it took a bigger toll for me um, in the same way, because obviously I 
not obviously, you guys wouldn't know, but I'm also a black woman. Um, so I definitely felt called as well to engage with that. But I'm also in a class on inequality and criminal justice. So I couldn't step away from it in the academic way. And I also like socially couldn't step away from it. And it was very draining as well, I agree. And the things that I pr probably would have done to kind of have a moment to like distance myself from that, like cheerleading or like going to the gym, aren't available right now. So it was just like dealing with all these heavy things and having to find a different way to address them was a difficult thing. Because obviously the things that we could do at home may not have the same effect or may not be exactly what we want to do. So that's kind of where my headspace has been. Thank you everybody for sharing it. I think um, something that stems from the discussion that we're having right now is the idea of how do we actively engage in self-care? How do we care for ourselves and the community around us in, in this time? Not just in terms of online learning, but in terms of what's happening in the world and what's been happening, but now is just such a crucial time. And there's so much beyond the uncertainty, there's so much pain and anguish and trauma and, um, and how do we engage in self-care and community care when we're actively in isolation? Um, and so I would love to hear your thoughts if you feel comfortable sharing, like what are some things that you've been doing in order to care for yourself and the community around you? Um, I think for me, it's just about me being intentional surrounding my, like just my right, I guess, um, to experience happiness in this life I think um with everything going on um like I know I have been dealing with a lot of guilt for a lot of reasons across a lot of the topics that we've touched on um largely surrounding like my position in society and like how easy this transition has been for me and you know just the amount of privilege and access that I have to various things um, and grappling with that guilt and those feelings and, you know, being intentional about how I use um, whatever access or privilege I have to enfranchise others who may not have the resources that I do, um, but not letting that work or that guilt like consume me. Um, or make me, you know, feel unjustly bad about the luxuries or the comforts that I have in my life. Um, I know, like, my birthday, I know Destiny's um, is also a Gemini, but my birthday was the 1st of June, which was, like, a lot was going on around that time, personally and globally, um, and I had to make the, con like, the active decision to just step away for that day and like make that day all about me which felt so weird because there's so much stuff going on um and i as an individual not that important in the global scheme but also like it felt weird centering myself because i as an individual like didn't really have a reason to be centered especially when other people are going through it um and i am ne not necessarily i not necessarily am going through it if that makes sense, like, I'm not having a hard time, um, but that was a moment where I just needed to decide, like, um, 
I like I really wanted Wendy's so we like went on a walk to Wendy's and I got my burger and then I felt guilty about it because Wendy's is uh, has its issues with its corporate but that was one of those things where I was like I just need to have this moment and have this thing that I want and this is going to be a part of like me living in happiness and like honoring my need and my right to like happiness in this life um and then I'll grapple with like the ethical implications of eating at Wendy's tomorrow um so that's uh that's that's kind of what I've been trying to do for self-care is to not let myself get bogged down too much in my own existence yeah I found the same like it's hard to kind of put yourself first when you know that there's so much else going on but when the pandemic kind of like jumped off and we all were put on lockdown I really pulled away from like all of my social networks because I found that during the school year I became just so overwhelmed with worrying about other people's happiness and other people like caring for other people that I really needed that time to kind of pull away and find a new way to balance putting myself first but also not putting other people last if that makes any sense um so right now I've been kind of reintegrating like social aspects of my life like I'm trying to reach out to friends a bit more when I have the space to do so and not forcing myself to put other people before me because I feel like I shouldn't put myself first because it's like selfish or something so I guess giving myself more opportunities to be selfish um and doing things that I've kind of not done because I thought like oh there's so much other things I could be doing right now so I've been like doing things that I've always loved to do but never gave myself the time to do and sharing that with my siblings because I know not everyone has the opportunity to do that but I found that that's been a really great thing is like sharing something I love with the people around me who maybe need something to use as an outlet also um so I've been, I've been doing things like that taking things more slowly for sure I feel like there's a big like hustle culture where you feel like you always need to be doing something of like grandeur, but I've just been trying to like slow down and take things a lot slower step by step. And that's helped a lot for me. Yeah. Taking things slow has definitely been helpful. Um, I agree that like self care doesn't always have to be this like grand act of like whatever it can literally be the small things. Um, I think that for me, going on drives and, like, going on drives with my brother um, and friends as well, like, one or two there, because, you know, not trying to see the entire world right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that those have been the greatest times of self-care for me. Like, just last night, I ended up on Danforth, which is kind of a distance from me um and for those of you who know me personally I don't really like driving that much so that was interesting but I found this cinnamon roll place um I'm a huge fan of Cinnabon and they like do their own little um they have a little twist on cinnamon rolls so like I had a s'mores Cinnabon and the whole place is vegan so that was nice because I have some um food restrictions but yeah just little adventures like those that I wouldn't really take the time out of a normal day if I like was actually properly busy like outside of this pandemic um to do uh using the 
quote unquote, like extra time that I have now to do those things has been nice for sure. Yeah, I think like the thing that's like definitely kept me sane in, in all of this is that I moved into a new house um, apartment and I have like a backyard and a porch so I can spend a lot of time outside, which has been really, really lovely, um, like getting some sun. And I also kind of like dug up the whole backyard and turned it into a garden. <laughs> um, so the unique opportunity of working from home um, has also allowed me to yeah spend a lot of like, you know, the sunlight hours um, outside, like working in the garden. And then I can kind of do like my my work virtually like you know a little later in the day or like maybe earlier in the morning um but yeah spending time in the sun and like getting outside with like the fresh air has definitely been a saving grace for me right now with like all the uncertainty and everything else that's like happening in in the world okay touching on both of those things um I didn't realize how long certain things take like how long not self-care in general but like just like certain things take so I yesterday decided to make cinnamon rolls, which I thought would take like an hour, and it took me five hours to make. So it's also been kind of fun, like getting lost in doing things for myself. Like I also helped my mom garden, and that I know takes a long time, but it really took a long time. So I don't know, kind of finding like that flow where it's like time is passing, but you don't really notice because you're like doing something you generally enjoy has also been like just a really great feeling um at least for me personally yeah destiny I think that's exactly what I was trying to get at in my whole rant about like going back to normal but how like I didn't agree with going back to normal in like a corporate work productivity setting is like I know personally I've been looking more and more into like the concept of like slow living um which is just the idea that um sometimes the journey is just as important if not more important than like your outcome and um and like enjoying moments and not rushing to the next thing and like learning how to do things all of those concepts kind of in one and I know like growing things for example like we are still trying to grow some food and some vegetables and like herbs and stuff and I think growing things is a really good example of slow living um and just, you know, putting the seed in and taking care of it and tending to it. And it's not an instant gratification kind of thing. You're kind of going through that journey and that process with that plant. Um, and even things like I saw your snap, Des, and you're also just talking about it, making those cinnamon rolls instead of going out and just buying them. Although there's nothing wrong with just buying things, but um, not being frustrated with the process and enjoying the process for what it is and not necessarily what it can yield you later or what whether or not what it yields you like impresses other people, um, I think are some important things to take away and maybe implement more into life and might make things more enjoyable. Thank you everybody for sharing. Yeah, I think everything that you've been saying has definitely resonated with me. The idea of like just getting lost and doing something, um, Destiny, you mentioned, I think that was a really beautiful way to phrase it. Um, yeah, I think I, but honestly, the, the fact that like, things taking much longer than you anticipate that resonates with me on such a deep level because I tried to make banana cake like banana bread but it was more like a cake honestly based on the recipe but um it took me so long (laughs) to make it um but it was my first time like officially baking from scratch so um 
and it wasn't even really from scratch because I I did have like um like a batter anywho I think it was really lovely to hear how all of you have been caring for yourself and finding moments and uh and spaces to kind of um uh, that are safe and uh, for exploration and for creativity and imagination beyond everything that's happening in the world. What would be one piece of advice that you would have told yourself in March or at the beginning of the summer semester or even to someone else going into online learning in fall to keep in mind as they like work through their courses and work through living, just living online in general? Um, I'd say that creating a routine is still important, but be flexible and gentle with yourself. It can be very loose. It doesn't have to be like a get up at eight, like do this at 10, et cetera, et cetera. It can literally just be like, I know I start my day with the shower um, and then I have breakfast and then I'll start on my first to do, however long that takes me. And just working through your day like that, um, that way, if you do pass a time, like maybe you weren't able to get out of bed at 10 like you wanted to, your whole day doesn't feel thrown away. Um, one thing I've noticed with both me and my mom is that when you're doing things online or um, in a home setting, you tend to like overwork because you don't have to like commute in between. So you're doing a lot. So it's been really important to take breaks that are necessary instead of like just taking if you know that you can't take a bunch of little breaks and you need like a longer break and then longer chunks of studying, which is what I do, um, kind of map out how much time you're going to spend on something. It doesn't matter if it gets done or not in that time, but that's just designated time. And then taking a break and not feeling guilty about it, like trying to reward yourself in healthy ways so that you can, I don't know, not be bogged down by like different structures of productivity because Productivity is not always just like getting all the things done, but getting things done in a sustainable way. Yeah, Tegundi, um, I really agree with what you're saying about the whole routine thing, because I know I fall into the trap of setting a really detailed, unrealistic schedule um, to wake up at a certain time, do everything in a certain time, and then something throws a wrench in my plans. And I just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day and like feel sorry for myself for not being like our productivity queen. Um, and that's not in that in and of itself is not productive and not helpful. So I think being gentle is so important. And also that also lends into what you're saying does too, is like, don't overwork yourself. I think it can be really easy to just get sucked in this vacuum of time because you're not moving or anything. Um, and you're, you're not being kicked out of a room where you don't need to like physically go somewhere else. And then next thing you know, um, you're, you've spent more time than you allotted or more time than is healthy for you on something. Um, yeah, I think remembering, yeah, remembering the amount of time that it took you to commute or the amount of time, amount of breaks that you would have taken in the office to like, go get a muffin or like how much time it really took you to like, disengage from one class and get back into another one if you had multiple lectures in one day is really important so that you don't like, push unrealistic um, schedules on yourself i've been watching this show on netflix um and in the show one of these characters says um make a plan execute the plan expect the plan to go horribly wrong and then throw away the plan and that's kind of how i've been like addressing things like i have my big to-do list and then i have things in my mind where i'm like those could happen but i wouldn't be terribly upset if i didn't get those done which is my expect the plan to go wrong section and then throw away the plan altogether is like what I get done is what I get done and trying to just be okay with the fact that 
sometimes you're just going to get done what you are able to, um, given like, you know, the amount of energy that you can actually put into something or just like the amount of time that you have in the day. And that's just been kind of like an interesting way to look at it because I definitely did not have that mindset before. Oh my God, I love that. That's a, a great quote. <laughs> um, and my piece of advice, I guess it'd be, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but creating a good relationship with your like your laptop and your your like technology because yeah, pretty much our whole lives are, you know, kind of in that like little computer screen now because um, you have like your school, your work, even like your social life. Um, and so, yeah, kind of like learning to like not just resent it because it's like always going to be like where you have to do your work um I think for me has been really useful and like you know also taking time to like you know like watch a show or something or even do like weekly like you know like I do weekly zoom game nights with my friends um so that's been like really helpful to kind of like remember that my laptop like isn't the enemy (laughs) he's like always just like you know you bother me for things to do Thank you so much, everybody, uh, for all of your insights, for your personal ex- sharing your personal experiences and your truths. I think this was such a wonderful conversation. Um, I I know it's it's not the normal setting we usually do. We usually have these conversations in the studio, in the math room studios, in Heart House. But um, it is so lovely to connect with all of you um, in this format. Um, and hopefully, we can continue this conversation because I feel like there's so much we can unpack with this and. As it evolves, it continues to evolve and we're slowly reopening again and things are changing every day um, and taking it day by day. I would love to like continue this conversation. And thank you so much to Felicia, Tegwende, Destiny, and, and my co-host Sabrina. Um, would you like to share your socials? My Instagram's t.cdu. Um, that's t.seedu. Uh, my Instagram is at Destiny Cook Gibbon. Destiny, like the word, and then C-O-O-K-E-G-I-B-O-N. And that's a wrap for this week's episode of The West Meeting Room. Thank you to all the wonderful folks involved in the production of this episode. Thank you so much to Tegwende, Destiny, and Felicia for joining us in The West Meeting Room today for this deeply important and insightful conversation. Thank you to my co-host, Sabrina, for helping to produce this episode and facilitate this discussion. A special thank you to Day and Brayden for helping to bring this episode to life and to the radio. Our intro-outro music was produced by the incredible Dan Driscoll. And last but not least, a big thank you to you, our wonderful listeners. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram at Stories and Twitter at HHPodcasting. And we also archive all of our episodes on SoundCloud.com slash Stories. I'm Saba, signing off as one of your co-hosts for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, and see you next week in the West Meeting Room.